You're listening to episode 47. Hey there, Business Generals family. Welcome to another super episode of the Business Generals podcast where I feature amazing guests and I ask in-depth questions about their entrepreneurial journey. You know, my belief is that it doesn't matter how your journey in life started. It's not that important because great or small, the important thing is how you finish. So whatever your situation today, I want you to know that you can get your hopes up, that you are good enough to chase your dreams. In today's show, family, I dig into how it all started for our feature guests, how they have built their brand, and I even get into all the juicy details about their big challenges, their growth moments, and all their big breakthroughs. So it's going to be an amazing show. I actually selfishly started this podcast because I love to hear how entrepreneurs did it, and I wanted to ask the questions for myself. So really, I am the number one student. So Get ready for amazing coaching tips, family, to help you maximize your business dreams. Welcome and thank you for joining me here on the Business Generals Podcast, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs five days a week. Davis Mutabo here, your host. Very excited to bring you today's feature guest, Mr. Joel Bogus. Joel, are you ready to share your entrepreneurial story? Davis, this is going to be a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this interview. Thank you so much for having me on. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, Joel is the go-to guy for clarity, confidence, and direction. He's the guy people call when they're feeling stuck, under-challenged, or overwhelmed. And as a speaker, a podcaster, and an author, Joel is busy teaching people how to find productivity, meaning, and success. And uh, here's a quote from uh, Tom Ziegler. He says, very rarely do you find wisdom, practical advice, and passion all in the same place. That's what uh, Tom Ziegler says about Joel. And Joel's latest book, Finding Your Voice, Sort Through the Clutter and Find Clarity, Confidence, and Direction, actually hit number one spot in Amazon in its category. And his latest podcast, Relaunch, which we'll talk a little bit about, has already passed the one and a half million listens mark and uh, listed as a top 20 business podcast in 2015 in Inc. Magazine Online. So, huge story there, Joel. Super excited to hear more. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, But before we dive in, maybe just take 30 seconds and tell us who is Joel outside of business. Yeah, again, thank you so much for having me on. You know, I started in traditional radio, Davis, 27 years ago. That's a long time ago. And I've I've been in TV, radio, and then uh, podcasting, gosh, for for a long time, had a lot of uh, wonderful experiences that have, that have happened to me throughout that course of time. But you know what? I never take advantage the invitations and the opportunities to be on a people's podcast. And you know that is not just a wave of the future, but podcasting is the wave to the future. And I really take it personal when when people like yourself invite me on on to their show. So I just I want to provide the most value to your listeners uh, that I can. Uh, extensive broadcasting uh, background and walked away from corporate America officially on November thirtieth, two thousand and six. And been having an absolute blast doing our show, uh, writing books, uh, speaking, and uh, adding. Um, adding confidence and clarity and a little bit of direction to um, aspiring entrepreneurs and to seasoned pros. That's amazing. Um, so radio broadcasting. So so where were you doing your last corporate gig? My last corporate gig was here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and that's in Texas. I know you have a lot of international listeners, but that's uh, South uh, United States. Um, if you go any more south, you, you would go to Mexico. And... Um, 
I work for Morgan Stanley, which is a, a Fortune 500 company. It's Morgan Stanley Smith Barney now, but um, spent some, some time doing time uh, there and um, cut the tie, the necktie, the literal tie, and the ties to corporate uh, November. Let's see, I just had my 10th anniversary. It's uh, December now when we're recording this, but um, that was the best move that I've ever made. Wow, congratulations and on all the success that you have had so far. Now, t- t- tell us a little bit about your core revenue streams at the moment in your business today. Uh, really, thank you for asking me that. You know, I've spent a lot of time doing one-on-one coaching and also doing podcast coaching and helping people create, launch, and then grow their show. Uh, you know, I've already mentioned about podcasting in the future, and podcasting is also the new networking, and it is the best way, in my opinion, or it has been for us anyways, to really make those connections that, that you never would make. I mean, that's the reason that you and I are, are now friends and, and are now connected, and I'm looking forward to a, a great uh, business relationship and a partnership, and I've been doing a lot of, of that coaching, and just recently, uh, I tweaked my business model, and in 2017 and in, in the future, uh, I'm focusing more exclusively on, on speaking, and not speaking to get clients, which is what I have experience doing, but speaking to get paid, which I have a little bit of experience uh, doing, but uh, that is um, a work in progress. And we, we are so excited about it. I made that uh, business move, that executive decision, about three or four months ago. And that right there was a killer decision for us in our season of, of, of business. I, I've been doing this for, for a while. So that was the, the next place for, for me to go. Now, you've talked about broadcasting. You've talked about podcasting. You've talked about working for sure. Morgan Stanley. Um, so when you stepped away in 2006, what did you go to first? And was that your first entrepreneurial sort of um, start out? Yeah, great question. Uh, you read the quote from uh, Tom Ziegler at the beginning of uh, the, the show. Thank you so much for that. Well, when I stepped away from corporate America, November 30th, that very next month, December of that same year, 2006, I had my very first speaking engagement. And I was uh, leading the morning devotional at Zig Ziglar's office, at Ziglar headquarters in Plano, Texas. And sitting on the front row was the master of motivation himself, Zig Ziglar. Talk about pressure for a brand new speaker. And that started pretty much everything uh, right there. That experience, my gosh, it didn't happen yesterday, but it, it almost seems uh, like it did. And that started me moving forward as an entrepreneur. Now, I didn't start out as a speaker way back then, although I was speaking per se, but I I started initially as a one-on-one coach, a career and life coach, and had a lot of fun uh, doing that. And that was my primary revenue stream in in my own business for quite quite some time. How long, Joel, did that take for you to replace your Morgan Stanley income? Sure, that's a great question. I would say a couple of years, uh, maybe. Yeah, it didn't happen overnight at Davis. And one of the things that I really want to impress upon on your listeners today is that it's it's very important. If, if you live under the same roof with, with someone else, might be a boyfriend, might be a girlfriend, might be a husband, might be a wife, 
you really have to have agreement between the people that that are involved. And one thing that I am tremendously blessed with, I've been married 15 years now to the same woman also. And uh, we had complete agreement. Now, uh, we had a, a little bit of heated fellowship leading up to that agreement. But we finally had agreement. And you know what? That's that's what made it. That's what made it work. And I'll again be honest. Uh, not every year is in the black. You know, 2016 was, you know, not the best year. We definitely brought in uh, some money, did some good business. But as I, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm, t- I'm pivoting a little bit in, in the business. So uh, the revenue stops coming so much from one place as we're learning how to shift it to come from a different place. So uh, agreement, absolutely important. The last place you want your significant other is on the other side of your dream. And so when you sh- why podcasting, if we can talk about that now, and how did that evolve for you? Well, I mentioned uh, extensive experience in, in radio and television, and when podcasting started to peak itself over the horizon, I just knew, Davis, that I had to not only be in the industry, but I needed to be a leader in the industry. It was in my blood. And you know, being a podcaster, that being behind the mic and being able to share your voice and to add value to your listeners, it just gets in your blood. And you can't wait to do it. At least that was my experience. Can you relate with that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so it was a no-brainer that, of course, I have to do this. And having, having a podcast, it has been one of the best business decisions that I've made. And can I talk a little bit about the the monetization model? Yeah, please. I was going to go there, so go ahead. Okay, right, great. Well, perfect timing then. You know, the uh, rallying cry of 2016 was, I've got to monetize my podcast. I've got to monetize my podcast. I've got to monetize my podcast. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunately probably going to spill over into 2017 uh, a little bit. And... While I can appreciate the entrepreneurial zeal in, in that sentence, really, it's not about monetizing podcasts. Monetize your business. That's the game changer right there. Now, some people have figured out how to turn their podcast into a money-making machine, and that's wonderful. Good for them. But you know what? I haven't. I'm just being honest with you. I haven't. But what I have done is I've used the podcast as a door opener for me and a relationship maker and also an opportunity maker. And because I have a strong podcast, you know, 1.5 million, uh, 1.6 now, I believe, actually, but that's what's helped me get on stages. That's what's helped me develop relationships with million-dollar speakers, uh, best-selling authors, athletes, actors. It's because I was able to, you know, bridge that gap between them and me with with the podcast and inviting them on the show. And I, I say very graciously and thankfully that because of a podcast, I, I now have the opportunity to, you know, text uh, someone that maybe not everyone uh, has the ability to do because, you know, we, we've developed that relationship. Uh, with them. That's how I've monetized. Um, the, the traditional way of monetizing a podcast has been, you know, sell for sponsorship or, or get someone to, you know, be a partner in, in your show. That's the traditional way. But 
that never really worked out for me. You know, I've had a sponsor before, and I've, I've had some interest. I definitely have a strong show, thank God for that. But um, I, I've just never really been a person that's gone out and, you know, pitched my show by, by space, by space, by space. However, I, I just use it, like I said earlier, as that door opener that has helped me step onto stages at Podcast Movement. Uh, I, I just recently did the closing keynote at a DC PodFest. I'll be speaking on the podcast cruise in 2017. None of that stuff would have happened if, if I never got behind the microphone and hit the power switch. Congratulations. Now, what do you think um, has given you such a, a strong run with, with so much noise and so much competition, I guess? Fantastic question. Excellent. This is an excellent note for your listeners to make. Focus is the number one competitive advantage. And that's been it. Focus is the number one competitive advantage. Focus on what I wanted to accomplish. And when I started this podcast and relaunched my first show, and truth be told, it's actually my ninth show uh, overall. And that's shows that I've done, my wife done, my wife has done, and we've done together. And it was the focus on creating a show that would add value to people and would also help me get some opportunity. And I've been focused on creating that show and creating quality content from the guests that I that I have on to the, the social media presence to as many things as I as I can with that show. And the, the focus on the show is what helped me get to, to where I can now, you know, move forward in, not in a different direction, but in an additional uh, direction, kind of like adding a branch uh, onto my tree. Mm. So what do you think you did now that you didn't do in your previous shows that were not as strong? At Podcast Movement 2015, I think, I mean, I, I speak at them every year, but I think it was 2015, one of the things that I taught about, I had a full-day workshop at that event. It was paid for. Uh, I talked about the mistakes that podcasters often make. And one of the mistakes that I've made in a big, big way is I counted on my guests to drive my show growth and to drive the traffic to my social media sites and also to my website. And you know, I, I met with disastrous consequences. You know, I had on all the big names that you're supposed to have on, right? I, I don't need to name names because we, we know those names. But, you know, uh, D- Darren Hardy, former publisher of Success, was, is one of those names. Uh, and, you know, many other online entrepreneurs that, that we all uh, know and admire. And while I did have a blip on the radar on that day of show release, nothing really happened. After that, and I scratched my head, Davis, and I'm thinking, how in the world could that be? You know, I'm having on the the main guys, and I'm having a decent conversation, and you know, the feedback's good from my two and three listeners, but nothing's really happening. And once I took ownership of my own show's growth, that was the game changer. And you know what? It took me a few shows to figure that out. But it's no one else's responsibility to drive my show than me. Now, if they share my show 
on their social media channels, you know, my guests, that's a bonus. It's a bonus that I'm glad to receive and I'm very thankful for. But it's, it's not their responsibility. And frankly, it's not, you know, up to them. If, if I add value during the interview, I know that they'll do it. If I add value to them, that is, during the interview, then I already know that they'll do it. You know, um, I had a Jack Canfield as one of my guests. You might recognize that name. He wrote a little book called Chicken Soup for the Soul, which has since sold 500 million copies. So uh, it gets around in, in different versions. Chicken Soup for you know the, the Christian soul, the single mother's soul, the, the country music lovers. So many, many uh, different variations of, of Chicken Soup for the Soul. And one of the things that Jack did is he put the interview that he did with me. Now, he does interviews all day long. But he put the that particular interview on his own personal uh, Facebook fan, uh, not Facebook fan page, but Facebook personal page, and we got incredible traffic from that. Now he did it. He did it because he felt the connection during during our twenty five thirty minute call. Now, what can podcasters do? Well, they can add value in the conversation and to the conversation. And that will change the game and it'll also change the way the inter- the interviewee looks at you. That's good, that's good. You know, you talk about connecting and networking and having that new, I guess, n- new circle of, uh, of, of people who can influence your life. And um, I'm, I'm in the middle of launching a, a project and I, I was thinking, who can I talk to, who can I talk to? And one of my, my guests that I had about two, two, three weeks ago, he's a founder of staff.com and I know he's done something similar in terms of using outsourced teams and developers and stuff. So I sent him an email and I, and I was thinking to myself, I said, oh, wow, this is, this is somebody I would never, not have known um, two months ago, uh, and uh, and now I'm not sure whether he's going to actually respond or send anything new. But um, but it's just that added advantage that, that you're talking about. Um, so that's important. But how are you leveraging that? And and what's your social outreach strategy once your podcast um, is live? Sure. Um, one of the things that I've learned with this current show relaunch is the magic of repurposing content. And when I say repurposing content, I'll make it really third grade simple here so just so I can understand what I'm talking about. And that is just the repetition of my, my shows going out uh, multiple times on various social media channels. Uh, mostly I'm using Twitter for the repurposing of content. And we use a, a automated tool. There are many tools out there. We've used several. We've used Hootsuite. And right now we're using uh, Social Oomph. And Social Oomph, you can Google search it. I don't know exactly how to spell Oomph, but I just know where to go. But uh, and that is phenomenal. And we upload our, our show and the artwork to that uh, channel. Uh, I'm sorry, to that tool, Social Oomph. And it just goes and goes and goes. And, and we not only repurpose our content, our show content, but we also repurpose the, the artwork that we create and uh, you know the quotes that various guests have. Here's a tip for social media. 
And, and Davis, I, I definitely hope uh, this this one will add value to you personally because I'm so excited about this your show's launch. But one of the things that I would do with with all of the guests that I have on is I would ask them to give me three or four quotes, you know, quotes from their books, quotes from their speeches, quotes from their material, whatever. Just give me three or four quotes, not not paragraphs, but one sentence, Twitter friendly quotes, and what I would do is I'd create an artwork. If you follow me on Twitter, you've no doubt seen these. I'd create a piece of branded artwork that would have that quote on it. A short, simple quote. And what that does is that adds value to the people that are seeing it. And within that artwork, I would also put the the URL link to that episode. So if it's episode 500, not only would I have the quote on there and the person who said it and their picture but I'd also have the URL link, like relaunchshow.com slash 500, uh, for instance. And, and I repurpose those over and over and over again. And what I've learned is that that gets me extra traction and mileage with those episodes. And since it's a quote, it's a pithy quote, it's not just, okay, here's another podcast. Uh, it, it, it's getting a little bit of uh, social media love. And the person that I'm interviewing or that I've interviewed rather, uh, you know, has the opportunity to share that as well, because I tag them in those uh, in those tweets. I don't tag them on everything. I'm, I'm a little bit uh, discriminant on that because I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want stuff to just pile up in, in a person's feed. But um, a little bit of art and science in in how to get the attention of, of the people that you've had on and just to let you know that you're still you're still there and, and you're still pushing with that show. That's good. That's good. Hey, I know we can talk uh, a lot more about this topic, but I want to understand a little bit more about, um, about you personally and the philosophy is how you operate your, your business and your life. And uh, these will be quick, rapid fire questions. I know we can, cool. we can carry on about them, but let's nail it. Let's nail it yeah. Um, fear of failure, has that ever held you back from, from running your business? And has there ever been like a very low moment for you that you can quickly share? I, I, don't, think, I don't think it has. It, do, am I scared and afraid about certain things? I, th- I think I am. I think it's human nature. But I, I try to make it a point to, to move forward anyways. Now, does that make me a superhero? Heck no. Are you kidding? No, I have challenges and obstacles and... Uh, limiting thoughts and beliefs about my own potential, just like everyone does. But but I try to move forward even in the face of fear. Am I perfect at it? No, of course not. Nobody is. But I I try not to let fear uh, get me down. One of the ways that you can combat fear is, is just to keep moving. You know, do something. Keep keep momentum rolling because once once you have it rolling in your entrepreneurial direction, it, it's easier to keep it rolling than it is to just have it stop and stall and sputter, and then to, to try to get started again. Great, love that. Um, how how do you rank the following? Um, faith, fun, family, finances, and friendships. Faith and family definitely comes first, and then then there's there's fun. What about um, giving us a bit of a look into what a day in your life looked like when you started uh, your 
I guess, your entrepreneurial journey in 2006 versus how your daily routine looks like today? One thing I did way back when is one thing I do to this day, which has been the difference maker, is is I pick up the phone and and I call people. And and I think that's been another competitive advantage that I've had is I'm not afraid to do that. And most people are. So I've learned. Um, That helped me really establish a name for myself in the financial world when I was at Morgan Stanley. And it, it's transferred over into becoming a speaker, a consultant, and a coach. A lot of people with the best of intentions spend way too much time hiding behind their computers and trying to create you know, the best blog, the best email, the best post. But you know what? I found that this is just my personal experience, Davis, because you asked me, I I find when I pick up the phone and just ask people uh, a question, a favor for advice, that short circuits, I'm sure, I'm sorry, not short circuits, but takes a shortcut to a lot of the uh, noise and it cuts right through. And that's been my uh, other competitive advantage is that I'm not, I'm not afraid uh, to do that with the people that have been on my show, with the people that I'm interested in talking to, with um, you know people that know something that I need to know. And it puts me head and shoulders above other folks that are sitting behind their computer trying to figure out how to get their email or post past the gatekeepers so that the, the person that they intend for it to, will will read it. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do uh, with me not being the most tech savvy person, also. But uh, you know, you, you got to work with what you got. Yeah, that's good. Um, talk to me about your book. Uh, you got a best selling book there. Uh, let, let's hear about it. Yes, finding your voice. Uh, released that book in late 2012, November 2012, if I remember correctly. And what that book is, it is a guidebook, not a rule book. We don't need any more of those. But it's a guidebook to help people really get clarity, confidence, and direction with who they are at the core so that they can then build their business, uh, build their movement in, in a way that really adds value to them and to everyone else, to the clients that they serve. Because when, when you find your voice and you take action on it, well, everybody, everyone benefits, including you and your bank account. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I remember the first time somebody asked me, have you found your voice? Because I started blogging about a year and a half ago, somewhere there. Right? So I'm thinking, oh, that's a good question. We all need to find our voice um, because that's when it will become authentic. Um, where can we find your book? Sure. Uh, thank you for asking. And thank you again for this wonderful uh, invitation to, to be on your show. As I mentioned, I, I still don't take it for granted after all the experiences uh, that, that I've had. But F-Y-V book, like finding your voice book, only F-Y-V book.com. Uh, All kinds of free resources there. We've made PDFs, downloadable PDFs of many of the worksheets that are in that book. Those are available to you for free by visiting fyvbook.com. 
com. You can also watch the book trailer. And if it looks like it might be a, um, a worthwhile read for you, you can get it there as well. Of course, you can pick that up wherever books are sold as well. If it's not on the shelf, I know they'll order it for you. And is that also the best way for our audience to reach out to you, Joel? Sure. Joel at relaunchshow.com is the email. And what I'd like for you to do is instead of go directly to my website, which is, of course, fine and you know, follow me on, on the social media channels. Uh, that's great too. And I appreciate that. Uh, we've had a lot of success with that. But what I'd like you to do is visit relaunchshow.com slash subscribe. And there you can choose whichever platform that you like to listen to podcasts on iTunes, Google Play Music, and, and the others. And you can subscribe on any single device uh, to our show. And then, you know, listen to an episode or maybe two episodes. And, and if you can get value from some of the things that we talk about and some of the things that we sort through on the show, then, you know, s- subscribe to the show. Uh, follow me on social media. Dr- drop me an email. But, but first, l- listen to the show and see if it's um, something that is useful to, to have in, in your tool bo- toolbox. The, the last thing any of us needs are more unplayed shows filling up our, our phone. So just just go in and give it a sample. And if it's for you, then uh, I look forward to uh, speaking with you and to getting your comments. Joe, before I ask my last question, I want to acknowledge you for everything you're doing in the marketplace, you know, for all the lives that you're transforming, uh, for all the sacrifice, I guess, all the hours you're putting into your podcast and all the speaking engagements. I know people's lives are being transformed. Some you hear about, some you don't. And so, you know, on behalf of everybody here on the Business Journalist community, I want to thank you and especially for showing up on this show. Um, now, before I ask my last question, Joel, uh, sorry, my last question, Joel, when all is said and done, um, do you think about legacy? And uh, if you do, what do you want to leave uh, as a legacy and be remembered for and tell us why? Love this question. I actually wrote out my eulogy uh, probably about, I don't know, three, four years ago. Pay and I, my wife, were, were at a live event. I think this one might have been in California, but uh, I'm not going to pull out my eulogy and read it to you. But what I said is I want to be that guy that people point to and say, he's the one. He's the one that believed in me when no one else did. He's the one that drove me to write that book. He's the one that encouraged me to launch that podcast, although everyone else told me not to do it. He's the one that helped me believe that I can build a business worth building and worth having. I love that. I really love that. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hanging out with me and Joel today. My prayer is that you can go out and get your hopes up that you are the one, that you are good enough to go out and live your dreams. Uh, remember, head on over to businessjournals.com for all the show notes. Type in Joel and all the search notes will come up with everything we talked about. And to connect with Joel, um, relaunchshow.com slash subscribe, sample his show and uh, let him know what you think. Uh, Give him the feedback. Hey, what's up, Business Journals family? Thank you for joining me and for listening to the Business Journals podcast. Connect with me at Davis Mutabwa. That's D-A-V-I-S-M-U-T-A-B. 
WA. Connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and you can certainly find me at our podcast blog, businessjournals.com. And while you're there, remember to access all the show notes, a ton of free resources, killer training, and so much more. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Ciao.